This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Here How's we are. How's everyone doing? Doing good. How you I doing? ask as if I didn't see you. And we didn't just, just, just talk for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, you're kind of asking the listeners, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. How are yeah. you guys? Oh, but we can't, that we, we can't. We can't wait to, for them all to say right. how they're doing. It, we, we'd <laughs> yeah. be an hour of. Yeah, uh, it's like Dora the Explorer, where they're like, oh, "Where's yeah. the tree?" <laughs> and they're like, "Pause there. for a long time." It's so annoying. <laughs> and um, that's kind of how podcasts are, though, because you know, you you listen like so. You're like one of the are. one of the group, you yeah. know. Yeah. I do that. Do you uh, do you watch any like video cast video podcasts? Um, Have you ever? No, not really. There's a few of what them do you call that, those? Uh, I think they're called V-casts? That sounds vlogs? dumb. I, so vlogs. A not vlog a, would yeah. be a video blog. I think video cast is. Video cast? Yeah. Whatever. They do a lot of them for like Dungeons and Dragons and shit so, like right. that. So, uh, right. Maybe it's like a lot. Uh, anyway. I have friends who do I listen to a few of them and um, they're kind of interesting in some ways. And they're really kind of nice because in some ways you can do a lot more with them because, like, for instance, if we were using video, um, we could pull in visual stuff that Mm. then the viewer could also see. So if we were talking about something visual, that they could see it. So that's kind of nice sometimes when you're talking talking about something in podcast form. We just kind of have to visualize it. And if you don't know what they're talking about, it could be difficult sometimes. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a whole other layer of yeah. stuff that you have to do yeah. and get those cameras. Yeah, that is, sounds like There is a cool ass. camera that uh, I think you set, you can set up and it will, you can program it and it'll change automatically from Different. person to person depending on what you're doing. That sounds expensive. Yeah. I don't know if it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that sounds cool. The, that sounds uh, cool. I mean, it so, does sound awesome. I, I, I can only imagine how much that would for, uh, work and it was like a oh. kind of like maybe even like a prototype kind of thing at the time or, or like one of those deals where it was still in the realm of there was only one in the whole company because got it yeah all right so let's talk about aikido <laughs> this week this is Maya's idea we're all passing yeah yeah I'm, we're all looking at Maya because she had the idea uh, for this one i think it's a good one um so i had kind of in this a similar vein to the swords thing i think we had a, a good response from that one um Talking about stuff that people know about but don't know about in the sense that, like, you know, stuff that is tangentially related to Aikido but also a lot of other martial arts and words that we use a lot but don't actually know, like, what they're for, what they mean, you know, why other martial arts have them, why we have them, that kind of stuff. So, anyway, along those lines, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the clinch um, and, and kind of what a clinch is like what qualifies as a clinch what what it's what we're what doing it is not, what I it's think not would be a good... you know what it's for um do we have them in aikido all that kind of stuff i thought that might be interesting because people a lot of the times go like aikido needs better clinch work or well this is an aikido clinch and and you know so like w- when we say aikido clinch then 
now we're talking about another thing. It's like, have people, do people even have the baseline to understand what a clinch is? And then to be able to, say to, be able to talk about that, that there is this thing called right. an Aikido clinch. Right. So, right. so it might be good. An to, Aikido clinch. Which I, <laughs> like, is there? Because it's like, Ow, it it's sound. stupid. It's, it's well, oxymoronic. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about what a clinch is and then we can decide if that's something that's we helpful. We can decide yeah. before we jump in. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Well, yeah. A, a clinch is a uh, warm embrace generally done by two strong people. Oh, I like that. No. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, a clinch is just anytime two people are standing and locked up. Um, I mean, that's kind of hugging. That a clinch. That's kind sure, of like yeah, a hug. Yeah, like competitive hugging. Yes, yes. Much like competitive hugging. Um, I would watch that, I tell you what. Yeah. No, I can hug you. You can harder. watch it in the Olympics. I mean, you, I can can. It, uh, in boxing, uh, you can watch it in boxing. You can watch it all the time. Um, then the, the, so that's what a clinch is. It's basically just stand up embrace, uh, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be funny right now, but like, uh, two people holding each other or one person holding another person while standing. Um, and then why it's done is for one of two reasons. It's either done to gain, get better control. And that generally means to gain better control and then bring a person down so you can gain even better control on the ground. Um, as you would see in uh, wrestling or some kind of a competitive grappling system, or it's done to stop the other person from uh, inflicting injury upon you, um, as it's seen in boxing or um, as it's seen in the street a lot of times, and the people street. don't like getting hit. Yeah, yeah, the street. Uh, and so that would be, I would think, the if you were to say that Aikido does have uh, uh, a clinch work. That would be the, the the situation that we would see it in, right? It, w- it wouldn't be about control, it would, or it wouldn't be about. It would be control to stop the uh, someone from inflicting damage upon you. Yeah, we don't do it, right? Uh, so, like so that. I mean, like, I, and I think this is an important thing. Actually, this is important to hash out when we're talking about this. Is there's a difference between a standing control and a clinch? So a clinch wraps around the core. Um, ah, and, see, and, and, there. Yeah. That's a very important. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and so like if I'm holding an arm, that's not really a clinch. Like a, a grappler wouldn't see it as a clinch, and the reason is because it doesn't give you ultimate body control. And so if you're looking at it from the perspective of the reason I'm doing this is to gain control and generally control to take them down, then holding an arm isn't a great way to do that. Right. Um, but in Aikido, we hold the arm all the time, and it's not a clinch because we're we're not wrapped around the body at all. So so why? So what, just to delve, just to delve into that, why would we, um, why would a grappler say that arm control isn't a clinch enough? You know, what, what, why does it have to be body control and not just arm control? Can't you control someone through their arm? Sure. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's something like people like to say a lot. Um, and it's true. Um, if you know what you're talking about, and it's not true if you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so, so you know, I could control someone with their finger. You know, yeah, anyone controls sure. someone with yeah. their finger. You know, and and depending upon the will of the person you're t- attempting to control, that might be a good control, right? So I might grab someone's little finger and twist them all over, and they'll yeah. do whatever I say. Um, now that's in no way a clinch. And in truth, if the person's serious. They will take a broken finger or they will deal with whatever ramifications come by you hurting their finger to do whatever they want, you know. And this is why stuff like finger locks are really not high, like, percentage to be successful in controlling someone because it's really dependent upon the willpower of the person you're dealing with. And so – So pain compliance stuff does not not serve as a good control or, or, you know – 
clinch, like body control. Yeah, that's right. If you, if you looked at two Olympic wrestlers and they were to hold each other's fingers, they would both get a broken finger and then continue to wrestle. Right. And then they would tape it up as soon as their coach could get in there and then would finish the match. You know, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't even be a thought. And so if it's for your life, it's certainly going to be the same thing. Now, that's not to say that it doesn't always work. I mean, you know, uh, I've talked to police officers who have controlled people with their fingers because the person knew that the, the struggle was not really being productive. So it could be non-productive and I get a broken finger or non-productive and I don't get a broken finger. Right. And so your choice is don't break the finger, right? right? And so so it's a mental thing. Okay, so now why I'm bringing up fingers is because the more of the person you control directly, the more control you have of the person. So the finger doesn't control much. The toe doesn't control much. Right. Percentage of body wise, right. that's not much. That's right. And so when you get to the core, if you know how to control someone's core, it, it's not really a matter of will anymore. It's just a matter of physics. Like if I control your core, I can keep you from standing up. Right. Like right. so, you just can't or stand up. Or put you on the ground. Exactly right. Yeah, literally put yeah. you on the ground. So example, like when you pick up a toddler, you're controlling their their body, and then by picking them up, you're controlling their whole body because they're now not even connected to the ground, and so you basically can do whatever you want with them. Yes, and I mean exactly what like think of what any parent does when they grab their kid by the arm to you know you're going to your room or we're going inside or whatever, and the toddler starts to squirm, they wrap their hand around their core and pick the toddler up. That's what right. you do, right? That's how you best control. Exactly someone. right, and and that gets control of the toddler because you're taking care of like seventy percent of the toddler as opposed to trying to control them with ten percent of their body or something. Yeah. Um, so what would we say about something like, uh, Ushiro Kubishime, like, uh, you know, or, you know, something that's a little more. Okay. I would also argue in this that, um, uh, a clinch is something that is generally done when the other person is doing something back. And now this is shaky ground. It's hard to say what this is exactly, but. Look, when I clinch someone, they're generally clinching me back. Now, there are some rear clinches. Like, I really don't exactly call it this. But so if I grab someone from behind, it's not exactly a clinch. clinch. So, okay. Wait, so, okay. So let's actually move back because the word clinch comes from, uh, or I should ask, does it come from a a specific (laughs) system? As far as I know, it's totally colloquial. Like I don't okay. know, I, I don't, I don't think there's ever been a written definition of it. If there is, I don't know yeah. it, and there could be. Okay, because I, I, I generally hear in 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 uh, context of like Western wrestling and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So I assume it came from Western wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in older wrestling, you'll hear more stuff like standing hold, rear standing right. hold, front okay. standing hold, more, side standing so hold. So when I think of clinch, what I think of is it, it's always faced like. Uh, Front to front. Right. Because yeah, there's chest it, to chest, face it's, to face. it's almost always mutual, right? And like there's one person getting the winning side of right. it, you know? Like so one person's got the dominant clinch, right. Right. but they kind of both have a clinch. But the, and, the, and the purpose of the clinch is uh, to get to – so this is why you wouldn't do the, the – call it a rear clinch because when you get to the back, you now have the dominant position. Right, right, right? yeah. So right. like – the clinch is designed to get the the position, right? Right. Like, I mean, that's right. why that's that's why from the clinch you're fighting for the throw or you're fighting to get to the to the back. Right. Um, so it seems like it's always in, if that's the case, then it has to be done from the like face to uh, whatever you would call that, like right? Face yeah, face to, to face, face or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. So, so uh, Kubishime, I guess you could start to call it a clinch, but it's really done in a way that, like, they can't possibly clinch you back. I yeah, because I guess they could wrap one arm around their back and kind of semi yeah, grab you a little from bit. Behind. Yeah, yeah. But you're controlling one hand, so they can't even like do a weird right. bear hug thing, like reverse bear hug thing. Um, and yeah. other than that, there's no. We don't really have any clinch work because any any time that we're beginning to. And I was actually thinking about this today as me and Maya were doing some, tra- doing some training. Anytime that we're doing beginning to get into control, it's arm control. And that's always going to happen from the side or from the rear. Yes. And that's because it allows me to keep uh, their offhand, their offside away from me. Yes. And it allows me to re-engage with my offside if I have a weapon. Yes. You know, you know if you look at something like um, uh, Rokio, for example, Rokio kind of looks clinchy yeah. in some ways because you have their entire arm, you know, but it's still like, it's it's not done in that same right. respect. You're not... And, and, so and it is similar to like a, a either an over or underhook, like whatever. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, so same, so that same grappling, right? So like, a, um, oh, what do they call it in wrestling? Like a Russian two-on-one or something like mm-hmm. that. But but anyways, like they have lots of holds that aren't uh, body holds right. only. It's just like a clinch is a body hold. So Yeah, know? so that's what I was going to say is like there's hold, which sounds like a more general kind of colloquial term to mean any kind of body part hold, basically. You know, right, right. like a, a chokehold or, you know, whatever. Um, but a, a, a clinch would be a type of hold that specifically covers hold, like grabbing the body. But here's the thing. Is it yes. actually, but is it actually a hold or is it, because I feel like the clinch is a transition. It's, it's a complete, it's only a transition period and it's not. So like when you're in the clinch, you don't necessarily, like even if you, you don't. You might have a dominant position, but it's not the. It's not the good. It, you'll. You don't stay there. No one stays yeah, in the clinch. Standing holds for grappling. Standing holds are inferior to ground holds. Right. And that's why uh, grappling systems end on the ground, with exceptions of grappling systems that throw. Right. And then the kind of the idea is that well, from the throw, we'd probably have the dominant position. So the clinch, to, to like for what I'm seeing and thinking about, the clinch is just a. It's a transitory. <laughs> it's it's the position that you're moving through to get to. Yeah, I would argue that. I mean, I think that's right, but it does get a little tricky when you talk about a boxing clinch because like there are clinches in boxing it's not exactly transitory it's oh, I, yeah, stopping yeah, 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 what's yeah, going yeah. on and so like so it depends it, what system you're in right 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 and and, and the motivation you know right. the motivations yeah. but i mean i guess you could see that in wrestling because if someone's trying to throw me mm-hmm. um the my clinching them will keep them from doing that you know what i'm saying so when yeah we, yeah when exactly we get a grapevine or something right, like that to keep you from going clinch, airborne or, right yeah. then i'm gonna be putting my hands in the hips or whatever right, I need exactly to do to right. keep yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. create that space so that they can't throw me. So I could see where, yeah, it's stopping there. But it, it, again, it's, you're not hanging out there. Yeah, it's it's either done as, you know, you're doing it to get you somewhere or doing it to keep someone from getting you somewhere. Yes. You know, like yeah. that's what's happening in a clinch. Yeah. Right. Different than a, different than a hold. Yeah, like, so, yeah, 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 I mean, these are all just colloquial words or whatever, but I would say, like, an Aikido uh, standing hold isn't done for that purpose. The, the reason is to get them to stop in Aikido, to, like, actively make them stop. Right, like, if right, I'm staying right, right. holding on someone, I'm actively making them stop or actively making them comply, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess it's kind of similar, but it's in a different vein, you know? Right, but the thing that makes a clinch a clinch is the body control. The body control. So we can at least rely on that ish. I mean, I know we're all working with like colloquial terms here, but 
um, it's interesting to me to kind of flesh out what people generally mean when they say right. these different things. Generally, when you hear it now, you're, you're talking about something you would see in MMA, judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, or, or uh, Western boxing. Western boxing. And, and when people say clinch, that's what they're talking about. And they're like, oh, you need more clinch work. That's what they're saying. And generally, they're not even talking about clinch work like from boxing or Muay Thai, although maybe sometimes. But but they're talking more about stuff from wrestling. So it means you can stop takedowns or make takedowns from that So, I mean, because it's interesting because I see what you're saying, Josh, when you say it's not like we're hanging out there. But like – when you watch stuff, a lot of times people are kind of hanging out it's in that struggle. Clinch. Yeah, but they're really struggling but, with but that. But that's only because those people have the same idea. Right, right, right. Yeah. If not, you were good, you wouldn't be hanging so out. So I just want to <laughs> clarify what you're saying because I think what you're saying is right on, which is it's a transitory step to to get done the goal of the system. Right, right. Like you're like I'm trying to stop them by clinching so that they don't throw me down and win right so, so that and then i want to try and clinch them so i can throw them down and win because right. i'm doing judo or something right, right, you know what right, i mean right, right, right. so i get that's what you're saying that Man. it's transitory well, in that no, way and it's interesting because you have to wonder like okay so is it like am i clinching them to throw them down or is it like um the clinch happens because i can't throw them down does that make sense like is the yes. clinch the thing that i'm is is the clinch used for the setup Yes. Or is the the block of the setup yes. the clinch? Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, so you know, think about it. Like you know, if um someone uh, grabs me around the waist and they're trying to uh, like, so say someone gets double underhooks, right? So they they shoot both their hands under my arms and they get to my waist, and I try to counteract by shooting my arm in between their arm and my body to yeah. hook underneath them, so I can get an underhook, and then that underhook stops them from throwing me as easily, right? So so I am. Once I'm clinched, and that guy's purpose was to throw me down, I am now counter clinching to stop him from throwing me. So, so it's yeah. it's used either way, yeah. you know. So it's so just to be clear, because like it seems like I don't know when Josh and I are doing stand up grappling, we we spend a fair amount of time in the clinch, like fighting over position, right? Um, especially like unarmed, we end up spending a lot of time in that like chest to chest position. Could just right. be because we suck too. I mean, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Because you guys are close to the same skill right. level. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's what that struggle is, is we're both fighting over. But so position wise, what we're fighting over is generally like um, where our arms are, you know, right? If my arms are under his or his arms are under mine and trying to get a firmer hold on his core. Right. Yeah, a stalling clinch is generally like you're keeping your hips back and uh-huh. an active clinch is generally pushing your hips in. And so like when you're trying to shoot your arms under and push your hips back, you're trying to stall them from picking you up and lifting you. Right. Cuz the further to, you drop your hips back, the harder it is for them to lift you up or knock you over or whatever. That's right. And if they're driving their hips in and you're trying to get under hooks, they're doing that to throw you. It's active, you know. Uh-huh. So in the uh, dictionary definition, uh clinch is a grapple at close quarters, especially of boxers. So as to be too closely engaged for full arm blows. Right. So that definition is just looking at the defensive, right, right. The, defensive the, concept the box, for a clinch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I totally forgot about using it to not – and that's why boxers do it, duh, is to not yeah. get punched. Right, yeah. right, right. Or to make there's, it harder. They to keep get. getting destroyed, so they get in close. There's an awesome get. video, actually, that I like. And it's, it's funny because this is being used in a – it was a really interesting way that I saw. It was a Dog Brothers match, and it was these two big, beefy boys. Like, they were like <laughs> – these guys were probably both in their late 40s, 50s, maybe. I mean, they weren't, you know, they weren't speedsters anymore. Um, but they were big, beefy boys. And um, they both were fighting double stick, uh, and they were whacking the shit out of each other. And both of them didn't care. 
care. <laughs> they just didn't care. Uh -huh. And so, like, they were taking shots uh, to make shots, you know, yeah, just yeah. over and over and over. And so, so they're just hitting each other back and forth. Yeah, as hard as they possibly right. can. But like I said, they're big, beefy boys. And you're fighting with rattan sticks, so rattan sticks don't really have the stopping power. And in stick matches like that, a lot of times the gear you have to wear is the only high percentage shot, right? So, for example, high percentage shot with the stick is hands or head. Right. Those are high percentage yeah. shots. Well, the head's covered by a giant fencing and mask, right. and the hands are covered by gloves that are built to protect the hands. So it's really hard to create enough force to stop someone strong of will. Right. Right. So they were whacking the shit out of each other as hard as they right. could. And this went Shins on for. and arms. Yeah, and everything. Right. Just beating each other. And at one point, one of the guys just threw his stick down and ran at yeah. the other guy and picked him up and yeah. threw him. And they started wrestling. And the reason he did it, like, it's so, it was so awesome to watch because it was like, he realized intuitively, I can't make enough force to stop this guy. And I don't like him hitting me. So I'm just going to run at him yeah. and pick him up, and then I'll wrestle with him, and then I can get him. It's so funny because right. uh, I that's important. I yeah. feel like that happens a lot actually when uh, in when we're do sparring uh, either with saber or like whatever. There'll come a moment when you real the the space is getting cramped, um, and you realize like I can't come in and get. I'm not going to be able to get a shot off. They're not getting a shot off. Right. Um, the space is getting cramped. I'm just gonna go for it because that's a uh, a bet. It feels like you can get it, it's better control. Right, you know, it's right. better. Whatever my percentage of being in close is better than being at distance, where either I know I'm gonna get hit or I know I'm not gonna be able to get anything. You know, right, 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 right. So I feel that that way a lot when those when a clinch comes in, you know, in that situation, in like a fencing situation. Yeah, and fencing, I only only time anymore, um, unless I'm I'm seriously outmatched. The only time anymore that I um, I feel like I, I want to clinch when we're saber fencing is when um, that person is as good at blocking as I am attacking, right, right. and especially if that's happening and they're not really attacking me back, and I can't set anything up with that. So then it's like, well, fuck, I'm just gonna clinch, and then we'll change the. And then paradigm. I like what you said about being outmatched because a lot of times if you're being outmatched, oh yeah, then I want to uh, clinch. Right, if you're being outmatched, and this is the reason boxers do it, right? You're being outmatched at the distance, you just get in and you yeah. Yeah, it's changing the game. Yeah. And this is also, I believe this is also why grapplers feel so good about their systems. Um, and, and, you know, learning grappling myself, I really enjoy this, is that it's like you kind of always feel like you have the advantage. Like yes. if I'm the best grappler and you're a better boxer than me, well, then I'm going to change the fucking paradigm. Right. And if you're um, a better uh, grappler than me, as long as I can stop your grappling, I can I can punch you right. a bunch, you know? Right. Interesting. Um, oh, damn. I just had... Oh, it's interesting though um, that the answer to that, as as I see when we're doing stuff, is uh, Ike. You know, so what ends up happening, right, is uh, we're fencing, fencing back and forth, whatever happens. The grapple is about to begin. If the person uh, can sense, feel, move, Ike they can reset to distance before the other person can grapple, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's like, yeah, I, I, we don't have that because we don't need it, you know? Our, the answer is to reset to distance if you can as they're coming in, you know? Right. Yeah, so on that subject, so then kind of understanding that a clinch is about trying to control their body and trying to stop your body from getting thrown and... Mostly it's front to front, although there are some things that can happen from different positions. It's mostly about core. Let's delve into what 
what the Aikido techniques are and different Aikido positions. And like, do we ever see that, like that kind of position? In Aikido? Yeah. No. I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, so you can make some arguments um, that some styles have some of that, and those styles all come from people who are interested in grappling, and so they put some of that stuff in their Aikido yeah. because they like it. But, you know, uh, if you look at Aikikai, certainly not. If you look at Saito's work, certainly not. If you look at, I mean, most of the big names in Aikido, certainly not. Um, some exceptions being like Mochizuki, you know, you see you see some clinch stuff in him. Uh, Tamiki a little bit, but, but really actually not as much in Tamiki. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just it doesn't it doesn't exist like people want to put it in there right and then all the other people who like it they want to point out the people who want to put it in there mm-hmm. but it's it's not common right because we don't really have that position it's you know stupid. like it's, it's not good for what we're doing we're always we're always moving out of that position that face of right. we never want right. to be you right. know at least we want to be at a bladed position but better than that side or behind and that's right. what we're always working and right. so that's anytime you get like the and when we a lot of times when we grapple when we're uh, fencing or sort of it doesn't ever end up in a traditional clinch it ends up in An side, arm clinch. side to side arm bar yeah, yeah like, exactly right yeah. and that's because you guys are almost always training with weapons and you're sparring and yeah. so because of that those are the natural things that will arise yeah when we've done um a, the little bit of stand up grappling that we've done like unarmed in our self defense class like like I would not want to choose if i could choose to to go you know front to front chest to chest clinching with someone way bigger than me because we've, we've done some of that and like it's just real like you know after a certain point that's not that much heavier than me the other person can just like pick me the fuck up oh, <laughs> like yeah. you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and and at that point then it's like i'm not even on the ground and yeah. now you know what i mean yeah. and now i'm having to deal with getting my feet back on the ground and trying to get out and all that stuff and so it's just like like being in that position with someone else that's in more more physical than you you know bigger stronger faster or whatever um sounds like a horrible idea you know if if you could choose that right yeah yeah i, I mean and here comes the rub i mean right. you know what you're saying is really true is that like then people say well then you know and this is part of the big argument well you don't get to choose and so you mm-hmm. got to learn to deal with clinches and i think in the aikido argument it's just well they're better than me at it anyway so like they're just significantly stronger than me or um significantly more skilled at grappling than i am so it's me right. spending my time learning to clinch isn't really that productive and so i will try and use that same training time for defending against a clinch and if a clinch happens just kind of foregone conclusion i lose or i choose to go study other systems that make me really proficient at that right right i will say it's so it's interesting because uh we do see the clinch when we're sort of doing armed grappling stuff uh with weapons you do see the clinch if the weapon if you're engaging with the weapon before it has been deployed Yes. Because it's yes. at the body. Of course, yes. Because it's at the body, right? Yep. Um, because that's a position that we often get to, mm-hmm. you know, if we're starting and someone has the knife, let's say, a, a knife in their waistband, the clinch is where it sets up. But it's because we're we're checking that hand, checking the arm, checking the hand at the body to keep it. Right. To right. keep it. Right. But right. as soon as it's deployed, it, then that clinch is done and we transition into more of like arm control arm yeah. co- it's like- really interesting you know if you look at uh, german ringing uh, which is wrestling and you look at it from its early 
um, uh, existence. And by early existence, I mean, you know, when, when people wanted to compete with it, right? Um, and then going through time up until it fell out of vogue because, it, like, royalty wasn't supposed to wrestle anymore. Oh. Um, so, so this kind of little transition happened. The early manuals have lots and lots of arm control stuff. The later manuals have much more body control and almost no arm control stuff. Um, and the reason, of course, is because that grappling system was originally taught by people doing it on the battlefield. And so there was always a weapon in play. And then as that became more and more streamlined over, it's like a 200-year period, 300-year period, something like that, then it, it was becoming more and more sportified. So it's like, well, no, it's stupid to control the arms. I get better control of the core. You see the same thing in Japanese stuff where you look at early, early jujitsu, tons and tons of arm stuff, very little body stuff, although it did exist. And then as you transition into judo, fewer and fewer arm things, um, body stuff. And then as you're getting into modern grappling now, like all of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and what modern grapplers are doing from that Japanese lineage, almost none, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. so you, you just see the transition. It's because it's more streamlined and easier to control the body directly. Yes, right. absolutely. Unless there's a weapon that will murder you. Right. Right. Yes. And I and think that you would be using the clinch in the same way that you're using it against the... the uh, you know, against a, a boxing blow or a kick, you know, you're keeping them tight so they can't use yeah. that. So, so see, the problem with that is like, use that weapon. also, you look, you know, and so that's a good thing to talk about actually is you go, well, um, modern clinches are used against um, boxing. And so that means that could stop someone from striking you with their arm. But a knife can make super amounts right, of power, power in two right, inches, right? right. right? Yeah. And a, a punch, except right. for Bruce Lee's acolytes, right. a punch can't make um, a, a ton of power inside of two inches, right? right? right. And so um, a, a boxing clinch is a gross control of the arm that does a great job of stopping you from hitting me hard, right. but you could probably still cut out my guts in a lot of boxing clinches or cut my kidneys right. or take my liver or out. Shoot or shoot me if you had a weapon. Yeah, exactly right. right. You can still shoot me in the As long everywhere. as I can move a knife across some part of you, right. it or, doesn't have to be fast or hard, it exactly will make right. a cut. Exactly right. And that's why you see weapon-specific uh, holds are controlling the arm very directly. And so that way it's like you, you can spin your wrist around, you can do whatever you want, and I'm not going to get cut. Or the tr same is true with a gun, you're not going to shoot me, right? Like I'm always going to keep that muzzle off of me. Right, so the so then the answer to why doesn't Aikido have clinches is the same as the answer to why is Aikido Aikido, which is that we're assuming a situation where the person is much bigger and stronger yes. and more powerful than us, and we're assuming, uh, and or, we're assuming that there's a weapon involved. Yes. And so all the shit, all the techniques that we do are arm control weapon control that kind of stuff and or keeping them at distance continuing to move so that in trying to get a position that isn't right in front of them because we're assuming they're big beefy boys trying right. to hurt us that's exactly right exactly right yeah and you know that that thing i said with the dog brothers you had one of those big beefy boys and a little 110 pound guy that's the big beefy boy would have taken him out you know that would have been that that's right right whoever thing, chooses yeah. to grapple then i mean and has the the size yeah. to back it up. Powers can never be denied. You know, I, I was, I was, uh, the dog uh, brothers match I was at, Top Dog was there. I think it was the last time he fought. He's, he's this big, like, he's like 6'4. He's like the best, the best dog brother from the original version of them, you know. And um, he uh, hit this guy across the head and the guy just passed out. Uh, are you and, serious? Yeah. And I went and talked to him afterwards and he's like, I said, Hey, how are you, man? And he's like, Good. I'm all, What happened? He's like, Oh, it's really weird. So I was fighting and then everything was white. And then I was on the ground, and I hear these people real far away from me in a tunnel, and they say, hey, man, are you okay? Man, you look, that looked bad. 
Bill, are you okay? And then they come back into full volume. And then I think, oh, my God, I'm blind. And then slowly color starts to come back into stuff. And he just took a huge shot. You know, he had a fencing mask, but it's just like there was so much force. Yeah. Oh, that, he yeah. was wearing a mask? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just like, guy's 6'4", and he knows how to swing a stick. And so it knocked him out. But when you get two guys who both have necks, necks like tree trunks, right. it's a different animal. Right. You know what I mean? And right. so, so those guys couldn't create enough power to hurt each other, you know? Yeah. I think this is like a little bit tangential, but important because Josh and I were talking about this, like that, like struggle looks like struggle no matter what level you're at. And and you were kind of talking about this when you were saying, uh, I think it was a couple episodes back where you're saying, um, look up a video of two toddlers doing judo that are of the same level and look up an Olympic level judo pair and it still looks roughly the same because they're both struggling. Right. Now, someone with trained eyes can tell the difference. Sure. But roughly... You know, whether it's two beefy boys with sticks or me and Josh trying to wrestle over a knife, it looks roughly the same right. in terms of how hard and how difficult it is. Yeah, your ability to see that has to be really high. You right. know what I mean? So, like, you know, it, when two people are struggling, to be able to tell how skilled they are, it's very hard to judge. And that's why a lot of people who don't know how to look at martial arts always go like, oh, those guys right, suck. Right. And I'm like, actually, you can see what they're doing, and they're both pretty good. They're just, it's just stopping they're equal. each other. Yeah. They're equal. Right. Um, and that's a big Tr- uh, struggle with uh, Aikido a lot of times when you're seeing it in 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 actual situations, um, you know, like we'll we'll show some of our rondo and rondos and, and and you don't see what you think things should look like, but it's all there, right? But it's just kind of hidden in the fact that like the it's two really people, hard. The, yeah, I mean they're doing the same thing, and I think that's why like the clinch, you know, like we that's why people hang out there. It's not because – it's because they're at a, a the similar – It's a, kind of a stalemate. It's a stalemate, you know. Um, and if one guy was better, he's going to get the throw or he's going to get the distance or whatever he wants. Right. You know? Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe it is in, in, a, in a little bit of a way – so in the boxing, like, scenario, it is – it's ca- it's uh, designed to kind of cause a stalemate, right? Yeah, and, and and in boxing, very specifically, because you know someone's going to break you up. Right. You know, like there 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 doesn't have to be a contingency plan. Once I stop the action, the ref will come over, separate us, and then I get it right. get to go again. Ah, so it's like a really strategic move to yeah, be able man. to get like yes. a moment to yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and this is another thing that I mean, this is a little off subject, but I think it's really worth talking about. If you hear uh, someone talking about like uh, Mayweather, you know, uh, excellent, excellent boxer. Um, uh, the way he he played, you know, the way he he boxed, it's like people say things like, "Oh yeah, he was always watching the clock and waiting for this thing to happen." Oh, he was always on this side of the referee. Mm-hmm. Oh, he always kept the match over by his coach and away from the other guy's coach. Oh, he always tried to land his best shots when he was in front of the judges. Oh, he always huh. turned his body That's away rad. from the judges, um, so the other guy would block the judges when um, uh, he was getting defeated. You know, like, and so these kind of skill huh. sets are what you develop when you're talking about a high end sport. Yeah. And so that's wow. that's different than you know a, a, a free for all fight, right. you know. That in some ways that's awesome, even awesomer, you know. To, Super awesome. That's why he's such able, a great boxer. To being able to know that like I gotta show these guys I'm hitting him and and be able to play it out that way is right, really right, right. that's pretty fucking amazing. Actually. That's why you get stuff like the Conor McGregor fight, you know, and uh, you know people saying like, oh, you know that's bullshit. Like Conor McGregor beat him, and it's like. 
do you understand boxing and did you see the same fight? Because right, he right. was so outclassed, it was ridiculous. But it's not a street fight. So if you're trying right, to judge right. it like a street fight, you're like, oh, not fair that they didn't let him do that. Oh, not fair that right, that happened. Right. It's like, no, no, perfectly fair. It's the, the game of boxing. Right. And you will always get outclassed by someone who is out can outclass yes. you. Like a guy like that, like that's his professional job is to outclass people. So, of course, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is different than if you're on the streets. So, so I think you're right, Josh. I'm just thinking about the clinch a little bit more. Like, it really is super transitory if there is that imbalance of power yeah. at all. Because, it, you know, like I was saying, with me and someone way bigger, they just pick me up. And now we're done with the – we're not really clinching anymore. I'm getting tossed, you know, and that's what we've moved to. But if if I can at all stop the other person, then that's when we, we're playing the game of, like, okay, who can get out of this clinch or who can make something happen. Which is why Aikido doesn't have – Clinch stuff because, because we we yeah we're right we've already assumed we're always right. in the inferior position yeah. Yeah. right yeah so that would be known because we would just get 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 worked yeah and and so to me it's 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 funny like a lot of times when people are trying to add clinch work to aikido it's frustrating to me because it's like that that's messing with what the system's already doing and I think people a lot of times are like oh it makes it more complete and it's like no there's a complete there are complete systems of clinch work and go study them in their native form and you'll learn it faster and better and everything else but when you put in Aikido then you confuse it what it is we're doing and I'm not saying that it's not possible for people to make mental shifts and train themselves to do both and choose when to yeah. use one or the other it's possible um, but it's certainly not easy for a beginner and especially a beginner when you're not making clear why you would clinch or why you wouldn't clinch you know Right. And that's why it's laughable to me to say there's clinches in Aikido. It's like, no, there'd be no reason for a clinch. Yeah. I think, too, that's an important thing. I'm going to kind of repeat what you said because it, to make it really clear, like when we say, oh, we need to add clinches to Aikido to make Aikido more complete, like what you're saying is we need to add clinches because I feel like I need clinches in my self-defense, whatever. Um, but the problem is Aikido is the whole assumption in the system of Aikido is that um, we're in the losing proposition, you know, they're way, you know, stronger, way, uh, faster, way bigger, whatever. Um, and so we've already assumed like clinches, we've already thrown those out on step zero because they're bigger and stronger and faster. So when you say we need to add clinches, you're like changing, you know, it's like saying, um, oh, we need to, um, you know, remove the AstroTurf in football. And it's like, wait a second, we're changing the game, like the whole yes, game. Yes, uh, 100%. You know, we're ch- and, and that's fine for, you know, for every person. You have to make your own choices and what s- systems you study. And so to say I need to become a complete martial artist and know about clinches, like, fuck yes, you do. Um, but for Aikido, like Chris was saying, you're confusing the system. You're changing the game. And if you can't explain to especially newer people why you're doing that, then then the systematic approach is like you've you've kind of lost it. Right. You know? And I think we're at a really uh, – I mean, hopefully we're in a hopeful time actually. But I think we're – where we are with martial arts right now, very few people can explain what their system's approach to something is. Now, they can learn it intuitively, but then when they want to tweak it, they don't know how to do it. And so it's, it's just like a, a 16-year-old kid – getting his Honda Civic and saying like, oh, I know how to trick this car out better than the engineer right, who right. built it. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, right. you absolutely do not. <laughs> um, and you can fuck with it and you can make it worse gas mileage and cost a lot more and break down more often and make it really terrible for driving on the streets. And you could do all that stuff to it, but you won't make a better car until you've studied it for a long time and then maybe you can 
understand, but you have to also understand what your intended purpose is because your Honda Civic isn't built to race the quarter mile. Right. Your Honda Civic's built to go get groceries with your mom. That's what it's right. built for, you know? And, and it works great for that. And, and this is coming from a guy who owns a, a Honda Civic. Yeah, I do own a Honda Civic and it's stock as a mother. Right. I, I learned my lessons well, once upon a time. I was just going to say, this is also coming from someone who learned this exact lesson. Yeah. It's interesting though because uh, with a Geo Metro. Yes, it was uh, it was a sweet geometric. But it's interesting because I think the other thing is, you know, Maya was saying that it's like uh, that that we don't have clinch work because we've kind of given that up from the beginning. I also feel like we don't have clinch work because that that's the end of our like the the progression of of Aikido. Yes, it yeah. ends at clinch. If we're in the clinch, then we're our skill set is no longer useful here. And we're needing to move, you need to move on. Right. Yes. And I think that's a, a, a good thing to note for people is like, uh, if you want to add clinch work to Aikido, you're, I mean, you're working backwards because there's no place to go from there. Yes. Right. Um, so, you, I mean, it, so that it just doesn't work. So you just, you have to realize that like, the, if you get to that position, you're done. So work your way back and then you can understand how to keep yourself from being in the clinch. I think though the the way that most people where most people's heads are at is they're studying the 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 you know uh the little tiny piece of the aikido pie the you know two percent piece of the pie or whatever where we're assuming that we're actually not in the losing proposition and maybe we could possibly control the other person and maybe we could possibly do a sweet shihonage so that is why they feel like they can add the the clinch in because they're like, well, what if I can get out of the clinch and then do my sweet shionage and then you know the whole the whole class stands up and claps. You know what I mean? Right. And right. and that is a tiny two percent piece of the pie that is you know there is some stuff in the system that you could do but stuff that would, with that. That would lead but me it's, to believe you don't understand how shionage comes about or or like you know because it doesn't come about like that. It doesn't come about that way. <laughs> You don't like be in a clinch and then get out of the clinch and then do a shit like, no. It's it's certainly the convoluted, it, isn't it? The way that it happens is you the person is trying to clinch you and you're moving out of the clinch and shionage happens, you know. And there's weapons and other things, but like yeah, it doesn't. That's not the. It, here's the deal, you know. If if you're in that situation where you are the physically dominant factor then the Aikido techniques as they are will work perfectly fine for you. In fact, yeah. you probably don't need anything other than to grab them by the scruff of the neck and pick them up off right. the ground, you know? Like, I mean, right. that's, you know, if you're that much more dominant yeah. than them. And so, like, you know, systems that are built to be in contention, like, meaning a system that's built for the person to be facing someone else who's about at their skill level, um, they have good techniques for working those kinds right. of situations. Aikido doesn't. Like right. be- better techniques. Right. And so Aikido, if you're in the dominant force, well, then your Aikido technique will work fine, right? So if you have someone with no will or you have someone who's physically tinier than you, you can twist on their fingers and stuff. And right. this is why you always see like people go like... And that's oh, never going to go to a clinch. It's never going to go to a clinch. And it doesn't need to. It never will. Right. There's no, it's just not going to happen because the other guy won't try to counteract what you're doing and the clinch won't happen. And this is why, you know, you get like lots of these guys, like I, I don't know how many of these people I've had walk into my school, but they're like, you know, some big like 250-pound 6'1 guy. And he'll tell me about how his five foot uh 95 pound uh instructor uh could throw him all over the mat and he makes these big eyes at me like isn't that impressive and it's like well because you were compliant you had zero will in that situation and so you didn't want to hurt the little guy and so you didn't hurt the little guy you know like 
that's what's going on. And so like we confuse that a lot with with um, someone who's actively trying to stop you. So will is is equal import of equal importance to physicality, right. you know. Yeah, we were just talking about this before we started recording on the topic of pain compliance. Um, because I was um, saying to Chris that when Josh and I were doing training today, um, that uh, Josh had me in an, like a really tight Nikyo while we were grappling, um, trying to get the, the knife out of my hand. And, um, and you know, it was a tight Nikyo, and I had no interest in letting go because I wanted to hold that fucking knife. And eventually the knife came out because Josh was Nikyoing well, and it worked as a disarm, but not as a pain compliance. And I had no interest in letting go until I absolutely could not hold on anymore because of the, the disarm. But, you know, so I, it just made me go like pain compliance isn't really. And I've had multiple situations where someone's twisting on me, but I have no interest in stopping because I'm trying to do something right, it's here. It's about the, the will. It's funny because yeah. uh, when you said you could control someone by their pinky, I was like, yeah, you can also control someone with by their mind. Yes, yes. absolutely. You know, yes. You, I thought the same thing. And that's what I care people should be interested you know, you in learning. Go, nah, and they'll just stop, you know. Right. And, and you're right. That That is the thing that I care people should so, you know, in a way, some of those, like, kind of, like, bullshito schools that, like, do, you know, magic stuff where they, like, push you and they go, ah, and they fall down, like, <laughs> that is Aikido. Like, it's, you're controlling it's people real. with your I mean, like, it's, you know, it, it yeah. happens, but it's, like, um, the only problem with it is can you get it to happen outside of your circle of friends? Right. You know? That's that, that is it real question. Right. You know, what does real mean? Right, right. It's, it's real, real, real in the sense that it's happening, it's but. There's right. lots of ex-military and law enforcement dudes who are just commanding motherfuckers, and, like, they don't ever have to fight anyone because they look at you and it makes you scared. Right. You know? Right. And it's, like, and it's because the look in their eyes, like, I will murder. I would just, I will murder you. Yeah. And it's, like, oh, that makes my blood cold, you know, and I don't want to yeah. fuck with you, you yeah. know? Um, and that's mental stuff, and, and that can definitely work as well. But but it's like, you know, mostly we, we fake it, and then we think it's going to work outside. And that's when, you know, people call bullshit, and it is bullshit. Because it's like, well, it's not going to work except for this with this exclusive group of people who want it to work right now. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, 44 minutes, what? 56 seconds. All right. Very good. That's a fun, fun little topic. It's, it's good, like, it's good stuff because it is definitely uh, – I, it's tangential, I think, to Aikido, um, but also relevant because I think there are people who want to know about the clinch and how it works in relation to it's the same as the, you know, cut a guy shop a jab. Yeah, and, and, and our advice, as always, is if you're really interested in clinches, go to a go, school where yeah, they do fine, it a lot yeah. and learn them. And yeah. that's awesome. It's, a, it's an awesome, awesome thing to do. Yeah, you're not being fun. a traitor to Aikido. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, no, you're learning more stuff. Good for you. Yes, Absolutely. And also, if you feel like we um, didn't quite explain something good enough or something was confusing, because sometimes when we talk, it's like it, it like... We all know what we're talking right. about. Right. Or, yeah, or the conversation kind of like we get spun up and then it like we talk too fast through something that's important. <laughs> that tends to happen. Do we talk too fast or do I talk well, too fast? Well, <laughs> I think we probably all... Well, like, we can all take responsibility for that. Um, we definitely have like a, a lot of times I feel like a, our own like internal... Uh, languages that like so we can say stuff and to us it's like yeah that totally makes sense I feel where you're going right and other people might be like I don't what just right happened, so. I'm not sure that that makes any sense so you know feel anyway, free to reach yeah. out and be like hey you guys didn't Ex explain that explain good. this better what are, what are you talking about yeah um, so let's thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to our patrons. We really appreciate you guys. Um, you make it possible for us to keep doing this podcast uh, almost for three years now. So and you haven't told us to stop. Yeah, 
Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I would like it if they just all rose and said, stop. stop. That's it. Just, just stop, just period. Stop. A, you, a you, cease and desist. You've just gotten this gone far, on too long. As far as you can go with it, we appreciate your time. We'll listen to the old episodes. They're giving us the... Um, in terms of... The little hook that yes. pull you off stage. It's like uh, being <laughs> Closing can- the curtain. canceled from Netflix or whatever. Oh, that's so <laughs> sad. You're canceled. Yeah. So if you want to cancel us, I mean... Don't don't tell if us. If you want to cancel us. <laughs> yeah, don't tell us. Just disappear. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much to Nick Bullman, Brad V. Yarrow Crazy for Spiders Madrona. <laughs> Whoa, that's a hot name. What kind of name is that? That's I love brand it. new. I didn't see that Crazy we had a new patron. Crazy for Spiders. I don't know. Maybe they someone... Just changed they them. changed their name? It. Also hot. Yeah. Also hot. Yeah. Because that maybe that's Spider-Man. Oh, San Spider-Man Jose. San Jose. Yes. I bet that is Spider-Man, Spider-Man San, San Jose. Jose. Because yeah. he's crazy about... See, I, I thought that. it was like a comic book thing, but apparently, dude just likes spiders. Crazy for spiders. That's yeah. great. Love it. The Hatchet Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Alcon Ayrton, Marcin Chiss, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Floor Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It's amazing how many years I've been hearing some I of know. these names. I know. I know. So um, anyone who uh, hasn't uh, subscribed, you might want to go ahead and do that so you can get the updates uh, and be able to listen to this as soon as they get uh, loaded up. And please leave a review please if leave you haven't a review. already. Um, <laughs> and tell your friends and all that good stuff. Uh, and then reach out, obviously, on all the social medias uh, if you want, because we love to hear from people. Yeah, and, and it, it lets us know what you know. Otherwise, we're just doing this kind of in a vacuum, and uh, that can get uh, a little wild sometimes. Because then Absolutely. we don't know. We're like, wild hey, sometimes. Just keep talking about whatever. Um, tip of the week. I would say. Um, Educate yourself a little more on, well, for today. Educate yourself. Educate yourself on um, on clenches and what they look like and what they are because people people ask about this shit and then you're like, I don't know. I mean, I've certainly had that where people are like, well, do you do this? And I'm like, I've never even heard of that thing. So I don't know what, I don't know how to answer. So um, clenches are a good thing to to try. To There's really know. like 10 basic clenches. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't have a list in front of me. But, you know, there's not very many. You could learn a lot about clenches pretty quick. Yeah. And that's good. It's a good thing to know about because though it's not directly in Aikido, it's at the very edge of our system. And um, if you're interested in learning more about them, it, you know. They're right there, you know. Then go. you at least know when you've been bested. <laughs> True that. <laughs> Boy, you've been bested. <laughs> yeah. When you get there, you're like, ah, my kiddo failed. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. No <laughs> <when> the... <laughs> you got no when to pull them, no when to hold them. <laughs> Josh, my favorite thing is when you say, um, like, sayings or things, like, slightly wrong. Yeah. Like that one? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of right, isn't it? Close enough. Good, good enough if for we, Aikido Discuss. We could play the, the the song right now. Just a little clip. See, that's what we need the soundboard for. Yeah. Roll you out know? with Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Just roll it like. Beautiful. <laughs> fade out the podcast to some Kenny Rogers right yeah. now. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could. We're done. You did your tip of the week. Yeah. Uh, we plugged everything we needed. Josh, to do, just so. go ahead and sing us some. Cue, sing us cue, out. Cue up that Kenny Rogers, Josh. <laughs> I do. I can't remember. So. 
Everyone knows the like no one to hold them like the yeah. the chorus part, but I feel like the rest of the song is like really where the 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 gold is where the meat is of that song, you know? Because he's telling he's on the train, like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I mean I don't know it like well enough to be able to. We should end, we should actually just end the podcast with uh, "In the Eyes of the Ranger Are <laughs> yes, Upon You." Exactly. No. We we let's play around with that. Let's workshop we'll, that. We'll right, yeah. workshop. Yeah. All right, you guys. Next time when you edit it, um, uh, <laughs> you should put oh that shit! In there. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right, we've taken too long of their time. <laughs> let's talk to you guys next week.